Welcome back once again to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way through the book of Galatians, and we've made it up to Hebrew, uh, Hebrews, Galatians chapter 3. We're looking at verses 6 through 14. Yesterday, we looked at verses 6 through 9. And what Paul's doing in this section is he's continuing to respond to the critique, to the accusations that the Judaizers are making against him. And one of those accusations is this idea that what he's preaching is new and unheard of, and, and he's diverging from the Old Testament, what we know as the Old Testament, what they would have known as Scripture or as the oracles of God, or he's diverging from the Torah, from the law. And so what Paul does in verses 6 through 14 is he links together six different Old Testament quotes in order to show that this gospel of justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, isn't something new, but is actually from the Old Testament. It's actually from their scriptures. It, when they're understood rightly and when they're read honestly, it, it shows us that, no, this good news of justification by grace through faith, that's what it's been all along. That's what's been taught all along. So let me pray for us, and then we'll read verses 6 through 14, and we'll look at the next little section of this. Father, we thank you once again for your word. We thank you for the hope of the gospel. We thank you for the promises of the gospel. We thank you that we are justified not by our works for then who could be justified, but by grace through faith in Christ. We thank you that Christ stood in our place, hung in our place to pay for our sin that we might have life. Help us now by your spirit that we might understand your word. We ask in Christ's name, amen. Beginning in chapter 3, verse 6 of Galatians, Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. Well, yesterday we looked at the first uh, section of this, verses 6, 7, 8, and 9, where Paul links Genesis 15 and Genesis 12 together to remind us that it was Abraham's faith that led to his justification and not his works. And so if that's the case, then these promises that were made to him are accessed by everyone who is listed as a recipient of these promises, who, like Abraham, is of the faith. And this promise is for all the nations. Paul then, in verses 10 through 13, reminds us of the reality of law-keeping, of what it would look like if we were to try and be justified by the law. 
Here he links together three different quotes, one from Deuteronomy 27, 26, one from Habakkuk 2, 4, and one from Leviticus 18, 5. He begins, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written. And here he goes to Deuteronomy 27, where the stipulations and the, the curses for disobedience to the law are given. And here's one of the curses from Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses, verse 26. Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. So here's the issue with trying to be justified by law-keeping. It's not just obedience to key points of the law. It's, it's not be circumcised and you'll be justified. It's not obey the Sabbath and you'll be justified. It's not stay you know, with clean foods and you'll be justified. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things. In other words, every jot and tittle that won't pass away must be fulfilled in order to be justified by the law. If there's any breaking of the law at any point, well, then we're lost, we're done, we're condemned by the law. We're told later in the New Testament that to break one point of the law is to violate the whole thing. See, the law isn't this piecemeal reality that, that has kind of weighted measures in it, and these are the important laws, and then these are secondary, and then these, if you break them, it's not really a big deal. No, the law is this one reality that if it's broken at any point, it's entirely broken. And therefore, the one who broke it at any point stands condemned. So this shows us why we can't be justified by the law. I mean, just think about, let's boil the law down to the, the simple statements that Jesus makes in the Gospels. When he's questioned, what is the greatest commandment? Well, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, all, you know, all those things. With all of who you are, love God. And Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, he says, depend all the law and the prophets. In other words, here's a summary of the law. Love God perfectly, love your neighbor perfectly. Now, who would raise their hand? Who would stand up and say, I've done that? Of course, none of us would. Unless we're delusional, none of us would say we perfectly loved God. None of us would say we've perfectly loved our neighbors. Now, when we, when we read the full law, not just that summary, even if we just go to the Ten Commandments, have no other gods before the true and living God, before Yahweh. Don't make any images. Don't take his name in vain. Keep the Sabbath. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't envy. Don't bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I realize those aren't in the right order. That's just the order they came to me. But those are the Ten Commandments. Again, which of us would say that we have kept all of that? None of us, if we're being honest, none of us, if we're rightly assessing things. And then you brought it out to the, the rest of the law, and there's all the sacrifices, and there's all the ceremonies, and there's, there's all the stipulations about all the different things. And all of it has to be kept. Every point of the law has to be kept. What the law does, and, and what we're going to see is the point of the law, is it just shows us our sin. 
It shows us why we need God to be merciful because we can't come to him any other way. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. We don't get to just pick and choose the laws that we think we're keeping or that we may have a little bit easier time with. All of it must be obeyed perfectly. So then he turns to Habakkuk. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For one, it's evident because we can't do it. For two, looking to Habakkuk, the righteous shall live by faith. So he quotes the prophet Habakkuk here, reminding us that, no, the way the prophets understood this was righteousness by faith, not by our law keeping. But he says in verse 12, the law is not a faith. The, the law isn't a faith, it's of works. It's not a promise, it's a performance. So if the righteous live by faith, then by and the law is not a faith, then by definition, the righteous don't live by the law. The righteous live by faith. Rather, he says, rather than being by faith, rather than trusting God, rather than looking to him in faith and belief, he quotes Leviticus 18.5 to remind us that if you want to be justified by the law, the one who does them shall live by them. The one who gets it all right. In other words, it's the exact same thing that we read in Deuteronomy 27-26. If you want to be justified by the law, you better get it all right. And it's not that you better get it all right from the point you heard the law moving forward. It's that you better have somehow gotten it all right up to this point. But we haven't. See, this is why we can't be justified by the law. We haven't obeyed it. Also, there's this little reality that we're going to see that the law wasn't given to justify us. You know, that's kind of part of it also. We don't get to take the law and make it do something that God didn't design it to do. That, Paul reminded us a few days ago, makes us a greater transgressor of the law because we think we know better than God about what his law is capable of. We're not even letting it serve the purpose for which it was given. But the other issue is, we just haven't done it. We just haven't obeyed. We haven't kept the law. We're justly condemned by the law as sinners. So we can't be justified by the law. We, we need something else. And if we don't find something else, if some other hope isn't given, then we have no hope. We're going to talk about the hope that was given tomorrow. You know what it is. It's Jesus Christ and his perfect obedience and death on our behalf. So come back tomorrow and we'll dive in to that. Amen. Mm -hmm.